You're listening to the Make Life Epic Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thanks for being here today. Let's get rolling with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Make Life Epic Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thank you so much for hanging out today and checking us out. Um, Today, we have an amazing guest. I'm so stoked to talk to Amber today. Um, So welcome to the show, Amber. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) You got it. And I can't pronounce your last name. I'm I'm not even going to bother trying to butcher it. So I'll just, (laughs) can you tell everybody what your last name is? Yeah, sure. Amber Zuxward is my full name. Zuxward, it's German, but um, it's actually just sounds like it's spelled. So (laughs) a little bit easier. Yeah, I know. People are always worried though. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Well, I was like, I didn't want to go, I didn't want to, you know, have you on the show and then just like butcher your last name because people butcher my last name all the time, which you wouldn't think because it's Simcoe and pretty easy, but um yeah, I imagine though. <laughs> on, on a regular, uh, unfortunately, on a regular basis. So anyway, so Amber, you know, I found Amber and her work and her website, Epic Self, like we just talked about this, because uh, in all of my work, whether it's the Make Life Epic stuff or the book, you know, the word epic is sort of ingrained in everything I do. And when you do a search, a lot of times, Epic Self comes up. So can you tell everyone a little bit about your, about your company? Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, Epic Self started out as a blog about 12 years ago. I was just counting back and um, it started as a blog and I was professionally blogging for a long time and mainly writing about health and wellness and adventure and travel, which were my, my biggest passions back then and still are today. And it's evolved into so much more. So I do a lot of online coaching and I actually produce retreats every single month. I currently live in Costa Rica. So I left the United States about three years ago um, so to jealous. travel full time and, and live in a different culture and country, which I absolutely love Costa Rica. So um, I opened up a wellness center here when I first moved. And so that was my big baby when I first got down here. And so now I'm producing um, uh, seven day retreats every month. And we also have 30 day programs where people come and live on the ground with us and train for 30 days. And um, then, I, of course, like I said, we do online coaching as well. So um, it's evolved into my baby, like my my uh, my dream lifestyle and business. Oh wow, that's great! All right, so I want to hear a lot more about that, but first, I have some some okay. sort of basic questions to get us to okay, cool. how you got to that. So, what's your background? Where did like where did you grow up? And and you know what what was I always I always like to ask people what what was high school like because I think oh. so, we learned so much about what <laughs> yeah, happened sure. in high school. So. Just you just yeah. open up your chest and, and let your heart fall out. Tell us all about it. <laughs> well, I grew up in Santa Cruz, California, which is this beautiful beach town um, in Northern California, which I'm so grateful to have been born there. It's a very, very liberal community. Mm-hmm. So from a really early age, I was introduced to a lot of environmentalism and just awareness of myself in terms of how I'm connected to nature and the earth at large. And so I had this really strong passion from a really young age to, to change the world in the most positive way that I could, uh, whether that was environmentally or health focused, um, you know, working with people. But I, I was also a dancer my entire life. So my parents put me in ballet when I was three years old wow. and I danced, uh, competitively until I was 18 <clears throat> and then went to school for dance, uh, performance and choreography, and then danced professionally in San Francisco for eight years alongside teaching Pilates and yoga. And I went through nutrition certification and all that. So I, I found my other passions actually because of dance. And so I always start my story with dance because it is my driving heart. It is my passion in life. Um, 
And it was so much of my identity growing up. And then as I graduated college and started to create my own business and uh, wanted to create a business that was flexible around my dance schedule, Um, because as you probably know, dancers don't get paid very well (laughs) and their work is not consistent. Um, And so I was really dedicated to my craft, but also realizing I wanted a better lifestyle for myself. I didn't want to be a poor, starving dancer my entire life. And I didn't want to. And and I also didn't want the... um, the structure that the dance required. It was pretty much you're all in or nothing at all. You're dancing six hours a day or you're not at all, you know, or you can take classes and stuff and keep it more as, as a passionate hobby rather than like full forest professional. Oh, okay. Um, so can I ask you interrupt and let me ask you a question because this, you're talking to someone who sure. knows nothing, how, you know, knows nothing about dance. And like sure. at my wedding, we have a running joke that my wife basically, my wife and I just basically just kind of, you know, tilted side to side for whatever, you know, for three and a half minutes for our first song. She always laughs about that. She's like, which is not a good answer. But so what kind of no. dance, what kind of dance? Oh, I'm good at other things. So, you know, like I'm an awesome <laughs> right. break. Dancer. Like if there was a break oh, dance okay. battle going on, I could, I would do all right there. Right. So what kind of dance did you do during this whole time? Uh, well, primarily jazz, ballet and tap and then professionally modern contemporary. Oh. Um, so I, uh, started in a whole done of a whole bunch of different styles and, and really ballet is the base, the basic foundation for most forms of dance. Okay. And most people are trained pretty heavily in that. And then they go into other, other modalities. So, okay. Yeah. So growing up in Santa Cruz and I, and I love Santa Cruz cause it's super liberal, super hippy dippy. It's perfect. It's perfect, mm-hmm. uh, perfect environment for our family. But what was high school like for you? High school was, oh gosh, it was a popularity contest. I remember being, um, I was, um, choreographing all of the plays and the musicals okay. and with my dance background. And so I was really into extracurricular activities. I was in the 4-H Future Farmers of America as well. And I was raising ducks and, uh, I, cause I have, oh. I've always had this really strong passion for animals and the environment. And so at one point I really wanted to be a wildlife biologist and, or an exotic animal trainer. I had like all these, these dreams I wanted to keep pursue. So actually my first two years of college, I pursued wildlife biology oh, and cool. I wanted to be like the Jane Goodall for elephants. Um, <laughs> And That's it was, cool. it was that was like my cool. driving passion. Yeah. Um, so I was in a lot of different things, but like my passions were for sure, um, these musicals and plays and just, I was dancing really competitively at that time. And I was, so every weekend I was dancing. So I, like my schedule was pretty intense. I would go to school all day and get straight A's, you know, I was like, I was expected to get straight A's, you know, part of my growing up. And, um, and I also was, was that had that work ethic anyway, but, um, so I'd go to school and then I'd go to dance for a couple hours after school from like two, like two to three hours a day. And then I would perform on the weekends and competitions and stuff. So dance was my life. And I I had a social life outside of it. Um, like I'd probably say like maybe two weekends out of the month I was, you know, hanging out with friends and stuff, but dance was my life. Wow. That's cool. I'm always amazed by people when they're, when they're, when they've committed to something so earlier in their life and, and they just know that, Hey, this is the thing that fills, fills my soul. And I'm just, you know, it's just part of my life. Even if you didn't want to do it, you'd just be drawn to doing it and you'd spend so much time doing it. That's so cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel really grateful that I found a passion really early on. I feel like a lot of people struggle with what am I passionate about? What, Mm -hmm. what really drives me, what lights me up inside and, and they end up falling into jobs or careers they are just not even interested in and then end up just, um, living kind of a mediocre life when they, when they know that there's so much more yep. available. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's, you just basically hit the nail on the head of all my work. I mean, it's, it's so much, I think it's, um, it's sad in some ways because, you know, you, you don't, you know, when you're a kid, a lot of times people are like, Hey, you know, you got to get a job, you got to go to college, you need to do all these things. 
and people just kind of follow that blindly and they never get in, you know, they never find their passion and they find out that they're 35, 45 years old and, you know, they don't know what the hell they want to do with their life. And they've spent, you know, such, right. a, such a long period of time down a certain road. And now they'd see that, Hey, that might not have been the road that they wanted to go on. So, um, I mean, it's good that people find it eventually, but it sounds like you found it really early, which is really cool. So how did you get from dance and into doing Epic Self? So what, what's the, what's the story? Yeah. So, well, you know, I got into blogging my boyfriend at the time in college, I was 21, 2021. He had started blogging. This was like when blogging first started, it became this big thing that everybody was jumping on and and making money with and stuff like that. So I was really early on into like the health and wellness realm of blogging. And so I had some great opportunities actually, um, to be, to be a writer and to get paid to write through advertising. So I worked with an advertising agency that I would have ads on my site and I got paid like, you know, about $800 a month or whatever to, to write, which was pretty cool for me because at the time I was dancing, you know, I was finishing up my degree program and I was like, Hey, this is a really cool, you know, the way he, he had pitched it to me was this is a great passive income source for you. You could just blog a couple times a week and, and make some extra cash. And I was like, great, this is awesome. And not only that, but I'm super passionate about what I was writing about. Cause I actually minored in holistic health as well. So I was really already so passionate about sharing information about how to be more mindful, how to eat cleaner, how to, um, take care of your body, of course. Um, and along the journey through my college education, I found Pilates and yoga and Pilates radically transformed my body because I had a lot of overuse injuries from my lifetime uh, as a dancer. Yeah. And so Pilates, like I had really bad, like severe, um, back pain and stress fractures in my lumbar spine from age 13 to 20 when I found Pilates. And when I, after two weeks of taking a Pilates mat class every day, which was part of our conditioning program in college, um, my back pain vanished. And I was just blown away because I'd been in such severe pain for so long. And so it became my mission to really share the power of Pilates with everyone. Um, You know, at the time it was mainly like dancers and people that were, you know, athletes, but it became everybody because everybody can use this information to be pain free and move more efficiently and, you know, with more power and endurance. So I just, um, it became one of my missions. Uh, It's kind of like in my life, I found these little, these, these things that have changed my life so much that I just can't wait to share them with everybody because I'm like, this could change your life. Like you have to try it, you know? So, um, so then I started teaching and I went through, um, I went through a a full Pilates certification on the mat and all the apparatus, all the equipment, which took about a year. And then I did yoga teacher training as well. And then I went through nutrition school. And so I was basically kind of picking up all these, these different elements that I wanted to incorporate into coaching. And I found that the more I worked with people in their bodies, I I was frustrated because I'm like, but you don't even realize how important nutrition is too. And that they're both equally important. And I'd have clients, you know, coming to me three times a week and, though they're feeling stronger and more connected and more open in their bodies, they're complaining about their weight. And I'm like, well, you have to change what you put in your mouth if you want to change your weight as well. It's not just movement. And so, um, so, you know, it was then that's when I started to really incorporate nutrition and went for my nutrition certification because it became so apparent to me that though it's the one thing people don't want to change in their life, right. it, it's the one necessary piece that has to change. And, oh, yeah. um, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I would be, I would have yeah. like 4% body fat if I could avoid the Toblerone for as much as I work right. at surf, you know, it's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so then yeah. you went from, so you did that. And then did you have, did you kind of have a bigger picture in your mind that, Hey, I want to, I'm going to bring this all together and start doing a, um, uh, sort of a retreat, a retreat business? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, once I got that travel bug around age 
22, I, I graduated from college and I was like, I have to travel. I'd been in this real confined dance world of like, this is how your life is going to be. And I was just eager to break out and just figure out who I was outside of dance. If I wasn't a dancer, what was I, you know? And so I went, I sold all my stuff. I'd read four hour work week and eat, pray, love. And I was so inspired to really <laughs> live this location great. independent lifestyle. So great. And I was seeing how I could make money online, you know, with blogging. And I was like, Oh, I could be, I could make a travel blog and I could do this. And I was so naive, but also really just empowered, you know? And so yeah. I, I go out into the world and I, I had two backpacks and I started this blog called two backpacks. And it was all about my travels around Australia primarily. Um, and this was like a, a way for me to really find myself. I, I found myself just, I just ended a relationship and I needed to figure out who I was and also figure out how to love myself fully. And so, um, I, I did that. It was hard, but I came back to San Francisco and got back into all my passions again. Once I did this year of travel and teaching. Um, and that's really when I got dedicated to producing retreats and workshops around the world because I gained so much perspective traveling. And it was so important to me that the work I did incorporated adventure travel perspective from different cultures because I, it had just changed me so much. And then I said, cause I realized my lifestyle design that I want is to be able to travel and be, you know, location independent, but also continue to teach what I love. And so I started teaching my clients online. Um, I would pick up new, new clients from you know, across the United States or whatever, or I'd work with my clients from San Francisco online and we would do Pilates and yoga and nutrition consultations and stuff online when Skype became available. So right when Skype came online, it was like, all right, here we go. This is a whole nother opportunity. The world right. is now open to me. I can have clients from all over the world. Let's do this. Um, Wow. And so I built an online client base over time. Uh, and then I was, t- I was producing retreats in Mexico, Bali and, um, and, and then I came down to Costa Rica. So those were like my, my main points. And I was teaching at a destination spa in Mexico called Rancho La Puerta, which is the world's number one destination spa. Yeah, no, it's, um, it. yeah, it's been there for like 75 years and I was teaching there for the, for four years and I would go a week to the ranch and then I'd come home for three weeks in San Francisco. So I had this really great lifestyle of being able to get into nature and connect with all of the, the colleagues and, and clients down in Mexico. And then I'd have three weeks of my, my primary client base in San Francisco. So it was really a cool lifestyle. Um, and yet I was like, but I really am just looking for what's the next step. Like, how can right. I, I found myself working eight hours a day and I was at a max of how much I could charge per hour right. for my services. And I was just like, how do I get to the next level? How do I get to a level where I'm not working hourly and I'm uh, making more money because right now I'm a rat in a wheel and I have no more time and no more energy for all this. So, right. and I'd been doing it for eight years and just being, I don't know what to do from here. So I come down to Costa Rica for a two week retreat. Um, I was teaching at the Envision Festival, which um, happens every March here. And I was invited to teach at this retreat center afterward to teach like a kind of a decompression retreat after this festival. And I fell in love with this country and I went back home and I was telling all my friends and my family how much I couldn't wait to produce a retreat down here because I loved it so much. And then Sure enough, I had a client step forward who was like equally excited about Costa Rica and said, oh, but you know, what would you, what would you build down there? We were just kind of chatting short, um, uh, after our session. And he said, um, you know, what would you, what would you build? What's your dream? And I said, oh, I'd probably build a wellness center. And he said, let's do it. Really? And I was like, what, what are you wow. talking about? Like this was a, a whole new world for me of investment and of investors and, and how to partner with people and business. And I, 
was unbelievably stunned that he believed in me that much to really put money behind my dream. And so literally four months later, I was here on the ground opening up my wellness center. Wow. It was insane. It wow. happened so fast. Yeah. And it was the, and it was this intuitive knowing though, that this was where I was meant to be. And when I came to Manon Antonio, I had this really deep, uh, intuitive, soulful knowing that I was meant to be here for something. I couldn't, I didn't know what it was, but I had a really strong knowing I needed to come back here. I needed to make this some sort of base for myself um, because nowhere else in the world really affected me as much as this place. Interesting. Um, and I so traveled cool. so much. That's yeah. So yeah. Cool. So I found, I found it very shocking. I was like, huh? Okay. So you sound feeling. like, so you sound a little bit like me in the sense, correct me if I'm wrong, but you sound like, cause I think I always find that there are sort of two people in the world two types of people in the world. Those, those are the ones who there's some who like they get to a realization and or they start having a realization and it, they do sort of a slow burn where it takes them a couple months and they say, yeah, I should do that. Maybe I should do that. And eventually three, four, five months down the road, they do whatever they were, you know, was in their heart. And then there's this right. other sort of crazier, more lunatic, but yet very driven, just out there. People I put, I put myself in this category where once they know, once they know in their heart something to be true about themselves or some vision or some direction, they just dump everything else. And they're like, <laughs> right. I'm starting this tomorrow. Like, and, yeah. and why wouldn't I start it tomorrow? Like, it makes all the sense in the world for them to drop everything. Um, I know that when I gave up um, eating red meat and eating uh, meat, I, I had been eating meat every day, you know, three times a day, full on carnivore. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, you know, we watched a couple of um, uh, animal rights movies or whatever. But anyway, the, the day I gave up meat, I knew I just was never going back. I knew that like this was in my heart mm -hmm. and this was a decision. Mm -hmm. just, like, it wasn't a slow burn. It was like, all right, right, let's go to my closet. Let's throw away every, every single piece of article of clothing that has leather in it. And I'm mm. not going to eat meat ever again. I don't know what the hell I'm going to eat tomorrow. But, right. <laughs> but I'm but not going to do this. Mm -hmm. And I, I always find it – I'm always – I'm just blown away by people like you or, or other people who are able to make those decisions and they just connect with their heart so strongly on something that they just, you just know is the right decision. Like your experience about um, going to that area of Costa Rica and realizing that, Hey, this is where I'm supposed to be. And how do I make that happen? It wasn't a question of like, right. should I go there? Should I not go there? I'm not sure. Maybe I'll go back again. I'll talk about it. Maybe I'll write a business plan. You were kind of like, I'm doing this. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I feel like that's always kind of how I've been is, um, the one to jump and figure it out on the way down. Yeah. And I like that challenge. It's part of my personality. I just, I did have my numerology chart done yesterday and it, it said that so clearly in my, in, you know, who I am that, um, it's just the way I am. I love the challenge of, and I trust myself to figure yeah. it out. I think that's the biggest thing is I, I believe in myself enough and feel confident enough to, because of what I've been through in my life, being on stage my whole life and sure. just having to really face the stress and pressures of the unknown. Um, it's really, it's really trained me for this sort of lifestyle where I'm just willing to jump in and take some risk and sure I've lost a lot of money and I've made mistakes and I, but I, I yeah. wouldn't have learned any other way because I learned through experience. I right. think most people do. And, and best, I wouldn't have been have able to learn. Too. What was that? You have the best stories. Usually, like, uh, my, I, I think some of my best stories are my some of my epic failures. You know, like they're. Yeah, of course. And, this, you know, the big successes, too. Um, they are. But I think that's that's the good stuff. That's how we learn. And I and that's how I teach other people, too, is through experience. Yeah, that's so cool. All right. So tell us. So tell me a little bit more about epic stuff. So like what. 
what do you specifically do there and who do you work with and really what's your long-term vision for Epic Self? Well, um, what I do currently, um, like our main focuses right now, we have a 30 day program that's called the Epic Living Academy. And that's when we have, we have two private clients come and stay on site with me here and they're trained all day long. Um, they're all entrepreneurs. They're conscious entrepreneurs, meaning that they are, um, in the health and wellness industry or, you know, green business industry, and they're looking to take their business to the next level. So I teach them how to design their websites and do other sales and marketing and branding, and then, um, also help them develop their skill set within their own expertise. But, um, so that's a really fun thing because for me, my big mission now is to is to help empower the light leaders of the world the ones that are going to make massive impact and leave a, a really positive change on this planet those are the people that i want to work with because those are the people that are right there at the edge of like yeah jumping in but they're terrified and they just need a helping hand across and they need the skill set to do it <laughs> exactly <or> push exactly <laughs> and then they need the skill set the foundation to really stand on and so um, there's that passion. And then I have these, um, I work with sacred plant medicine as well. And we work with shaman here in Costa Rica. We have five to seven day retreats that, um, incorporate plant medicine and also traditional team mescal sweat lodges and things like that. And so I'm really on a, a quest for awakening people, uh, okay. in many ways, not just mentally and physically, but spiritually and help, allowing them to, or helping them basically find their purpose and be able to really follow that. That is so cool. That is so cool. Yeah. So, so where so do you want, fun. where do you want, where do you want this to be down the road? I mean, I, where I, where I would love it to be, like we're, we're moving into doing, uh, yoga teacher trainings two two times a year. And those are really, really powerful transformational experiences for people, 30 days of full immersion. Um, and, and, and then they're ready to launch their business and, you know, do, do their thing in the world. And I, that's really where I see us going is more for those, those larger programs where we're working mm-hmm. with 10 people max and we just provide the most value that we can in that short amount of time. Right. Um, and so probably two to four a year of those. And then uh, what we want to do is really expand to other countries as well. We've been primarily fa- focused on Costa Rica because uh, of the shamanic tie to a lot of the work we do. And they're here in Costa Rica, but we also have ties in Peru and Colombia. And it, of course, I love Bali and there's so many like Thailand. There's some phenomenal places that I know and love really well that I would love to bring these programs to as well. So next year we're bringing um, the Epic Living Academy to Thailand for a couple months. And, um, but Costa Rica for me, the quality of life here is what keeps me here because the clean water, the clean air, the unbelievable natural environment, the rainforest for me, living in a pure clean environment is super important. And, um, so as much as I love Thailand, for example, I wouldn't have eight months out of the year there just because it's pretty polluted. Unfortunately. So, so one of my best friends, Scott just got back from a surf trip in Costa Rica. I've never been to Costa Rica. But what is, and this is, now we're going to go off on a two minute tangent on this, but what do you love most about Costa Rica? Because I've heard so much about it. Uh, You know, what I love is the culture. The people are unbelievably friendly. They are the happiest people in the world, voted number one in the world for the last, like, I think like five years or so. Mm -hmm. Um, They understand how to enjoy life. They embody puro vida, which means pure life. They, they work to live, not live to work. And I was so desperate to get out of that culture in the United States, the matrix, I call it, which is this unbelievable brainwashing of life is only about working and buying 
cool stuff um, and about who you know and the the level of success you you have in society. It's just bullshit, in my opinion, (laughs) to be frank. Um, And I, you know, when I moved to Costa Rica, it was this under this. or when I came to visit first, it was just, wow, these people know how to enjoy life. They're going on adventures in the rainforest, climbing through waterfalls, hanging out with their friends and family and loving life. And I wanted a piece of that. I wanted to understand what it felt like to live in a culture that values those things so that I could embody that more myself because I was struggling with it in the United States. As much as I wanted to live that lifestyle, I just found myself being in, the, and I'm a workaholic by nature anyway. So it was very easy for me to just get in the grind and keep going. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and so this this slower, more simple uh, way of life just really spoke to me at the time um, and still does. But I also the natural environment, there's nothing like living in a bright green living rainforest. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't think people, under, people don't understand like their soul needs connection to nature. That's where we come from, right? That's where we're right. going. It's, it's like we are connected to the earth, but we're so disconnected in modern day society. We're like when I lived in San Francisco, I think I got my feet on the ground maybe once a month, like on soil or grass, you know, like I was not putting my bare feet on the ground. And that connection, the energetic connection is so important to our peace and our stress levels and our balance in our life. So I, that has changed everything for me to be able to go in the ocean every day and live in the rainforest that's alive, like monkeys climbing on my roof, um, toucans singing in the trees. I mean, these are things I've dreamed about, like living in the jungle book, just, whoa, this, this exists and and I could, and I can be in it. Yeah. That's awesome. That, um, you know, it reminds me, I just, I just recently did this, this 30 day thing. I didn't tell anybody. And, and I did this 30 day thing where for every, every day for 30 days, I got in the ocean and I would either surf or go swim. And yeah, it was, it was really cool. And and it was one of those things where I felt it was really interesting because there were a couple of days here because we're in San Diego and there were a couple of days where, you know, it wasn't rainy, but it was a tiny bit chilly or whatever. And I didn't necessarily like, didn't necessarily want to go in, but I was like, I want to keep this going. And man, it's just the positive ions you get off the yes. ocean when you're in the yes. water and you're in, you know, mother green. It's just, it's just so good. And I just felt so, I felt so drawn to it. And after I found a, after a couple of weeks, it wasn't even like I had to think to go to the ocean. I just found myself at like 11 o'clock in the morning, you know, got all the morning <laughs> meetings done before lunch. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go paddle out and get a quick surf in. And I felt nice. like the longer the day went, if I hadn't done it yet, I just had this urge in this, like, I felt like the ocean was drawing me in and, and like, I had to go, I had to like get refilled. So I think that that's so yes. cool. I think it's very true. And I, I would agree with you hundred percent, like, you know, especially in our society, you know, to your point around being grounded and having your feet touch soil, it's very infrequent that we do that. No yeah, where, no it's no where you are. when you really think about it, you know, you ask someone, they're just like, Oh, I don't know. It's like oh, in a long time. <laughs> whereas, but the funny thing is like, if you ask a kid, Who's done it? Like, if you were to come to my house and ask my daughters when the last time, you know, your feet were on soil, they would say like two hours ago because they were in the backyard playing or, right. you know, they were right. at a park or whatever. So, all right. So, okay. So, here's so this all sounds so freaking cool. So, but I want to ask you, like, what is your why? You know, mm. why do you do this? Like, what inspires you? I mean, I get the, mm. you know, I get the other stuff you're saying, but like, why do you do this? I, I have to ask myself that all the time because, um, you know, I've, I've had so many passions in my life and, and how they've all brought me to this one place of everything I needed to learn has brought me to this place. And the driving force behind all of this is my passion to radically change this world in every way possible. And, and I know that that starts 
one-on-one that starts with the person that part that starts with the inner work that has to be done, whether you're healing past traumas and finding a way to, uh, raise your vibration, right? This world needs more love and we have to learn how to love ourselves. We have to learn how to love each other. And that's the only thing that's going to, that's going to change the current paradigm we're in. And so from, and so from a very young age, I, I it's, it's super interesting. And like, I have always had this driving force. I'm here to save the rainforest. I'm here to change the world. And, and so I find through the work I do being a raw vegan, teaching people about plant-based nutrition, um, the importance of protecting the environment, having a conscious lifestyle, have, how to take care of their bodies, how to meditate, like this, all of these things teach people how to be present and how to live fully and, uh, and be connected to other people in the most deep way possible. And, so that's that's my why. <laughs> I could, that's my that's, why. That's to cool. The so, world. so for you, it's really about it's really about service. It's really about service oh, to the world. It's all service. It is all service, and that's why I feel often like it's not as much as it's very empowering and fulfilling to because it's very fulfilling. It's the most fulfilling work I've ever done to see someone's eyes light up with a massive revelation about their life and about <clears> their purpose. There's nothing better no, for me. Not. Nothing. I guess just like, it's so fulfilling. So not only that, but then yes, it's constant service. So it can be exhausting. Right. Yeah. And I have to be very aware of my own balance of how to maintain my own cup full with um, inspiration and motivation. So I can actually give my best. And that's been a huge part of my work as an entrepreneur is how to figure out how to keep balance in my life because um, my tendency is to overwork and to drain myself um, and to give too much. And so I have to kind of hold back and send the love in my own direction (laughs) so I can continue to keep serving people. But yeah, it's a life of service for sure. That's cool. That's um, the cool thing about a life of service is one of the things I think about is like uh, Dalai Lama said one time, he said, you know, if your motivation is pure, there are no bad outcomes. And I think when you're doing um, a life, of, you know, when you're committed to a life of service, really there aren't, there aren't, you can't really have bad outcomes within that because you're, you're really in it for the right reasons. You're not in it just to make money and you're not in it just because, you know, you like to swim in warm water. I mean, you're doing it for the right reasons, which I think is, that's just super cool. Um, okay. So let me ask you this. So who are your, who are your two or three heroes? I like to ask people who your, who their heroes are. Oh, wow. Oh man, there's been so many, uh, Jane Goodall for sure. Yeah. Her work with the chimpanzees. Um, just because she dedicated her entire life to helping preserve the, the environment and the, these animals, um, just pure dedication and passion and, mm-hmm. um, and inspiration. Um, other people like, um, oh man, there's so many. Osho, I love his work. His philosophies yeah. in life are profound and have helped me so much. Um, Eckhart Tolle is another big one. Yeah, he's great. Um, like his books have changed my life radically. Um, thinking of women, I mean, Oprah stands out. She's like the first one I think of when I think of a woman leader. Man, uh, that she's, really just, imp- she's just awesome on so many levels, isn't she? I mean, she's just... yes. I, and I gotta oh say, my gosh. this is coming from a guy who, I mean, I've probably seen, how long was she on TV for? Like 20 years? Uh, yeah. If not more, years. I wonder, you yeah. know, I've probably seen less than two of her shows. Like I've not mm. seen her shows at all, but I just like everything she represents. And every time I see her on an interview and I mean, she's just, <clears throat> she's just awesome. She's just like a normal person. 
You know, she, I read one interview when she was talking about how like, you know, and again, this is someone who's worth like a billion dollars or whatever and how, right. she, how she brings left, you know, when she was in the, you know, recording a show, she would bring leftovers to work to the studio. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, <laughs> it just strikes me as so funny. Like, it's just, this woman is worth, you know, so much money, but she doesn't want to waste the food. And she doesn't think it's a big deal. And she's not worried about whether what anyone else thinks of her. I, you know, she's just great. Yes. I think she really, um, embodies what she preaches. And I know she's like struggled with her weight and things like that. And people will be like, Oh, but she's not lost weight and she's not this and not that. But the reality is what she's doing for the world is tremendous. Right. Her and And Ellen, her and Ellen both Ellen. Yeah. She's super real and authentic. And and the same with Ellen. I think those two women are, are really changing the face of media. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I mean, yeah. I, that's funny. It's funny that you say Ellen, cause she's probably, I mean, I've seen a ton of her show, shows. My wife and my daughters love that uh, yes. love her shows. And, and yeah, she's just, that woman to me can do no wrong. Like she, <laughs> she can do no wrong. Every time I see her, she's just, you know, she's funny as hell and she's just heartwarming. And I just, I think she's, I think they're both such, um, and I should back up. So I'm, I'm married with two, two young daughters so I'm, mm-hmm. I look at the world from a different lens when I see women, cause I see, I'm thinking of them as, you know, what kind of examples do we set in the world for our, young, for our young women? Mm. And you know, you've got one yes, side well where you've got like the Kardashians, right? Right. And, and, <laughs> right. And then, you know, Horrible. and again, imagine being a dad and you see the Kardashians and you're like, oh my God, like my daughters are going to learn about the Kardashians someday. This is going to be horrible. <laughs> but then you have people like Ellen and Oprah who are like yeah. comfortable in their bodies you know, they're not the most perfect looking people in the world and, right. and they're funny, they're smart, they're driven. I just think it's so cool to see those examples. And I just, and like, and, and like, I, I would put this on you as well. Like, I, I'm just so impressed by your work after going through your site and reading about what you do. I just think it's you're you're, whether you're trying to or not, you are serving as a great example for young women in the world because they can see like, Hey, I can do what Amber did. I can go build mm. something like this. I just think that that's so, so, so cool. So as a father, I thank you for doing that because uh, our daughters mm. need it. Um, there's not, you know, there's probably not enough examples for them in the world. So um, I couldn't agree more. I think there's a, a lack of role models that are authentic and, and really driving and doing, doing what they want um, with their lives, but also making a huge impact and serving others. And there's, there's a, a lack of that in, in the media for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely in the media. Yeah. So, okay. So let me ask you, so with all of this in mind, what do you think, you know, cause I, this show and a lot of my work is all about how do you create an epic life? What do you think are the three keys to an epic life? Mm. To follow your heart. Well, first of all, to listen, to learn how to listen to your heart, which I think, you know, is a journey in and of itself. Um, to let go of the things that we are programmed to believe. And that takes stepping outside of your box that you've been, you know, born and bred in, um, and seeing the world and your life from a different perspective, from a more macro perspective. Right. Um, so what was the first one I said? Um, follow your heart, follow your heart. Right. Cause that's all that really matters. Like if, if your heart's not in it and it's not fulfilling to your heart, you're not going to be able to stick with it. It's not going right. to be fulfilling and you're going to be climbing a ladder, trying to make money and buy stuff that doesn't matter. And you're going to be unhappy. Right. right. So <laughs> follow your heart because nothing else matters. And then number two is, um, like I said, um, to, shoot, I just forgot. What did I say on my second one? You were saying, listen, to, listening to your heart and letting go. And letting go, letting go. That's right. Because without letting go, 
of the things that no longer serve us, of the things that prevent us from really stepping into our authentic power, we can't follow our heart. Right. <laughs> we can't follow our heart because we can't listen to it clearly enough. Right? We get those like those filters out of the way, the past trauma, the things that the stories we tell ourselves about who we are. We have to get rid of those filters before we can actually really listen fully anyway. Right. So there's that work to do, which is healing. And then, um, Oh, man. I know it's a tough question and it's, I swear to God, this is an unfair question. And I have, I've yet to talk to someone online who is, who has been like, oh, it's these three things da, 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 because uh, it's yeah. really, it's different for every single person. And it's, and it is so much, I think it's, it's, it's fully believing in yourself a hundred percent that you are the master creator of your life. Um, and that you are the boss of your dreams. No one's going to do it for you. You have to do it yourself. Um, and you, of course, you're going to need support along the way. This is something I learned. <laughs> I thought I could do it all on my own, but I was very wrong. Um, yeah. you, you do need assistance. You do need support, emotional support. And don't be afraid to reach out for that. But you, you do need to believe in yourself. And that takes a lot of self-work. Because so often we're trained that we're never good enough. Like that's how we grew up. We grew up think, believing we're not good enough for our wildest dreams. And so, again, it's healing that part and releasing that, letting go of that part, um, so that you can actually really step forward. But, um, and it's facing your fears. Yeah. It's facing your fears Which consistently sucks. every day. <laughs> yeah. It sucks, right? It's hard. There's, there's a lot of stuff that we face every day. Life is always throwing us these hurdles, but I think if you see, you change your perspective and you see the, the world as opportunity and that this might just be a bridge to something. It's not necessarily a hurdle. It's a bridge right. to your next level. Mm-hmm. Right. I, you know, I, I, you know, when I'm working with people, I was, one of the biggest things that we talk about is breaking fears, building confidence and building self-esteem. Yeah. And I would say like, right. look, man, fear is, I mean, it's, it's, it's fuel. I mean, it's like, it can be a great motivator for you. It's there to teach you something. It's this sort of living, breathing thing. And and I'm never right. going to be someone who's going to be able to teach someone to be fearless because I don't think that that's, I think that that's bullshit. Like, I think that you're just always going to have some level of fear around something in your life and be, being able to of deal course. with it and, work through it is really, is really the key points. I mean, that's just. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, unless you're Buddha and you can, and you can, you know, block these negative thoughts from coming into your mind or these fear-based thoughts, like they're going to be there. So it's how we react to them that matters most. Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, so what do you do? What do you do for fun and to relax? Cause it sounds like you're like me, you're where you're sort of a workaholic and, uh, yes. But what do you do for fun? I'm so passionate. Um, I dance. My, my favorite thing to do is dance. I, I go to Zumba classes every day. I love to be out in nature. I go stand up paddleboarding a lot along the, the coves here. Um, I love going on adventures. Like me and my friends, what we do on the weekends, we're like kids. We just like go out and play in the jungle, go find new watering halls, new waterfalls. It's just, um, so for, for me, it's, it's unplugging from the computer okay. and, uh, from work, you know, and just like fully being immersed in spending time with friends, going on adventures and, um, dance. I mean, dance is my greatest outlet. I go to Zumba every day because it keeps me sane. I always say like, if I, if I couldn't dance, I think I'd go crazy. <laughs> really? Oh, that's cool. That's so cool. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. And, um, all right. So tell me, tell me, I only have two more questions for you, but sure. so, you know, because we have a lot of. I have a lot of women who listen to this podcast. What mm. life advice or what advice would you give for a young woman who's maybe lost, lost or doesn't really know what direction that um, they want to go in? What, what would you say? I would say find what lights you up inside. So maybe you, maybe that, maybe they know 
deep down what some of their passions are in life. Like, oh, when I play volleyball, I, feel, I just have so much fun. It makes me so excited. And I love trying to organize, you know, people coming to the games and, you know, whatever it is that lights them up inside, they have to identify what that is first and foremost. And so maybe they have to try a bunch of different activities to see really what resonates with them. Uh, maybe it's taking a couple of different classes with different instructors. I feel like some people, they try something and they go, oh, that's not for me because they had like one teacher, one bad experience or something. Right. And they go, no, that's not for me. But it, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and try new things first and foremost. And then once you identify what that is, then then just keep adding that into your life more and more. Like maybe you start for me, like let's say you go to Zumba, you really like Zumba, you go once a week and then all of a sudden you find yourself going two and three and four and every day because it, you just love it. It makes you so happy makes the rest of your life so much better. So finding that thing and then just following that and finding ways to add it more in, maybe it doesn't become your profession. Maybe it just is like a hardcore passion, but the chances are you can find a way to incorporate that into a business or into uh, your lifestyle in a huge way. And for me, it's about, um, lifestyle design and, and following your passions is about, um, is about having all the things that you love in your life every day because we have such a short life and it's like, don't wait until you're 50 to have what you want. Like just, just go do it now. If you want to live in the tropics, go move to the tropics. If you want to like, just, just act. Right. I think that's one thing people are so in their heads about worrying about what about this and what about that? Their mind is projecting into the past and into the future about what could happen, what, what will happen. And if they could just whew, turn off the mind for a minute and just follow their heart and, and actually act, just do, you know, that's awesome. Do more. Oh, that's mm -hmm. so great. I love that. That's awesome. Okay. So what, um, what do you wish for the world? Mm. Man, I have so many wishes for the world. I, oh, my, my driving force is really to protect the environment. Okay. Um, for future generations. So that's educating people about the rainforest, the importance of protecting the wildlife and the, the plants that exist because there's so much healing potential and also just the, the, the oxygen and the soil and everything we need to, to sustain ourselves as humans. Um, but with that comes just a conscious, a massive global conscious awakening of understanding that um, we are all connected, we are all equal and finding a way to... Um, basically reduce the egoic, greedy power, power that's in this world um, that prevents people from really having, like, firmly thriving right. in this life. Because there's no reason that there's, we live on the most abundant planet in our solar system. And the fact that we can't all get along and can't all equally have what we need to survive is absolute insanity. So it's ridiculous. that's, yeah. That's and my, don't you think, I mean, like you just said, it, you just said it too. Like, I mean, so much of it is ego. Absolutely. What, and what's <laughs> really funny about power, that. Yeah. What's really funny about that is I was on your Instagram earlier and one of your posts that I'm going to put in the show notes, I'm going to put a couple of them in there because it's just freaking fantastic. And whoever's listening, you oh, need to follow Amber you. on Instagram because it's awesome. But the one where it says how to be dope as fuck and it's got the right. ego switch off and the soul button on, that's just mm -hmm. classic. So awesome. Classic, right? It speaks yeah, so exactly good. to what, when that's really the spiritual work that we're doing, right? That, that's what's the, what the conscious awakening is happening on this planet is people are realizing that uh, they need to come from a heart space and not a head space. Um, right. The ego lives in the mind. Fear is the ego, right? All this, this mind chatter we have is, is not us. We are like what is observing the mind, right? And the mind is what is often leading our lives, but leading it down a rabbit hole of worry and stress and anxiety that is just not necessary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, mm -hmm. any final thoughts for our listeners? 
Oh gosh, final thoughts would be. Um, and where can we? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And I, I, I'm messing my own show up. Where can we okay. reach you? Epicself.com is my home on online, but also Facebook and Instagram are my two favorite social media platforms. I post a lot on Instagram and Facebook and I love to start conversations and, you know, have discussions with everybody. So please feel free to reach out there. I'm actually probably most readily available on social media versus through email. So feel free to reach out. Mm -hmm. Cool. cool. And then, yeah, any final thoughts for, for the people? Final thoughts is just to, um, it's not, I guess I, mm, (laughs) <laughs> okay. So I would say that, um, you know, when I first started Epic Self, it was about, I was about creating your Epic Self. Right. And what I've learned over the years, is it's about revealing your Epic Self. Yeah. It's about revealing who you already are deep down because you're already as amazing as you need to be yep. to do what you want in the world, but you have to peel back these layers yep. um, and find that and, and accept yourself, right? That's, so not only are we creating our lives and manifestors of our lives, but we also are unveiling and remembering who we already are. Oh, I love that. It's so true. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I mean, I, um, the, I just wrote a book and published a book about a month ago and, and my whole, the whole concept of the book is about that, you know, to unleash your inner hero, because I feel the exact same, mm-hmm. well, the same way. Just Beautiful. Using, yeah. Just using different words, but I feel like mm-hmm. we each have a hero within us and it's all about revealing it. So it's not about, you know, instilling confidence in yourself or putting stuff in yourself. I think that we all have this. But to your point, yeah. you have to peel back the layers to get to it. And it's, mm. and, and once you get to it, it just, your life just becomes so different. You, you know, you really, absolutely. Absolutely. Congratulations on your bug. That's I know. Crazy, meant. right? It's so nuts. It was, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely nuts. Absolutely. <laughs> I was really still, cool. I mean, I've been writing it for five years and, and wow. Off, yeah. And it's, you know, it's funny. Uh, my very good friend, Jen Kopiak, who's been on this show, her and I did this. 30 day challenge in February because she wanted to write, she wanted to write a book and she wanted to do a couple of things. And, and so we said, okay, we're going to do this challenge. And I was like, all right, we do this challenge. Then my thing is I'm going to publish a book. I'm going to have a book ready for public for publication in 30 days. And so, you know, we signed off on it, whatever, start texting each other. And the next day I was like, holy shit, like (laughs) there's a lot to do to get a (laughs) a lot more writing I have to do. And, and I just kind of stuck with it. And, and, uh, you know, six, five months later, I was able to publish it. So I was pretty stoked about it. Oh, wow. That's yeah, so cool. huge. Congratulations. Cool. I'd love to read it. I will. Uh, read it. Is it available you. on Amazon or is yeah, it? Yeah. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. Okay. Sweet. Go. Cool. But Amber, mm-hmm. thank you so much for being on the show. I really, I just really dig what you do and you just, oh, thank you just, you. you're just a really cool person. So thank you so much for being here. You can find Amber at epicself.com and on Instagram and on Facebook. And I'll put, um, in the show notes, I'll put a link to all your uh, all your stuff as well as some of your Instagram posts because they are just effing genius as far as I know. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you yeah, for having you me. You got it. So everyone, thank you for list- checking out the show today. I will talk to you soon. Hey, thanks again for checking out the show. I really appreciate you guys listening in. Also want to let you know that my new book is out on Amazon. Can't believe it. Finally done after a year. It's called Hero Up, Unleash your inner hero, and make life epic. You can check it out at heroupthebook.com, heroupthebook.com. So check it out and I hope you dig it. Talk to you soon.